<laughs> Rajni, what's wrong? Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat? You need some writer's group therapy. Writers Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Ready for your session? The doctors are in. So plot development, you're so good at this. Enlighten me. Thank you. Um, I, yeah, I like structure. Most of my stories come from something's going to happen. So what happens and then how do the people react to it? So first thing you got to do is figure out what's that conflict. Everything, you know, hinges on there's got to be some kind of conflict, some sort of goal, you know, ins the, the inciting incident. So once you figure that out, is it enough to carry a whole movie? So I actually took a, a weekend-long workshop with uh, my one of my screenwriting coaches is Barry Evans called uh, Big Ideas for Screenwriters. And the whole weekend is all about just thinking about what are your ideas and are they good enough to be a movie or, mm -hmm. or show or whatever. So um, analyzing, you know, your, your story idea before you start writing it to make sure that your story, what's your, what is going to be the plot of the story, the theme of the story, making sure you've got that solid is your first step to making sure that when you start to write it, you know where you're going. Yeah. So. Yeah, they say that like around page 60 is where a lot of people just kind of fall apart if you don't have solid structure or outline or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked about this before, outlining. I'm not a huge outliner. I know you are. I think, too, as far as learning how to create and craft a plot, read everything. Just be a big student of everything. You know, read scripts, read novels, read short stories. It's really fascinating if you can read the script of a, a movie. Ugh, can't speak. If you can read the script of a movie that's been filmed and see what changed before they actually shot it, that's really fascinating. Um, even songs, like I know people dog country music, but some of those have the best story songs ever, like Independence Day by uh, Gretchen Peters, amazing. And they, they tell a story in three minutes or less. Country is known for that. So if you wanna know how to tell a story in three minutes, like listen to a good country song. Well, you can also, um, they're not as in as they used to be, but D, uh, DVD commentaries, oh, uh, yeah. deleted scenes. If you go through a, a movie and you see what they cut out and why, you can see how that affected the plot development. You can see where they, you know, they say, well, this really didn't further the story, so they cut it out. But even the best writers, you know, have to cut things out eventually to make sure their story gets told right. So, um, one of the things I always do is, uh, if I ever get stuck, is I always think of what's the weirdest thing that could happen in that moment? Because sometimes, when you, you're doing your plot development, if you follow things too much to like traditional structure, it becomes obvious. People can tell what's gonna happen in your plot and you don't want that either. So throw in a twist. Think about what's the weirdest thing that could happen to your characters at that moment. What's the most unexpected thing? But within the realm of reality, I guess, you want to make sure it's not like, you know, purple aliens pop out of someone's <laughs> ears or something. You're writing like this big action thriller thing, yeah. there's a car chase, and then all of a sudden an octopus falls out of the sky. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to get that weird. Um, but you want to you want to keep your uh, audience on their toes, too. So. Yeah. Um, and I think a big thing, too, is don't start writing unless you know how it's going to end or you have a pretty good idea. Because if you just start writing all, like you know, oh, I'll just write to write, and you don't have an idea of how the ending will look, 
even if the ending can change. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you know, for example, um, like I think I was writing a rom-com and I thought, you know, what would happen if the characters got together and what if they didn't? You know, and I, I kind of played around with both ideas. But I actually, and I actually, I think you and I talked about this. You remember that one. It was uh, the makeover. I actually debated not having them get together. That was like the original ending for a long time. But I had a very strong, clear idea of how I wanted it to end. It just sort of worked out a different way. Well, I write these you know, various action movies, and uh, I actually started writing TV pilots when I first started screenwriting in 2007. And so I still was thinking episodically. So I got to the end of my first movie and realized, oh, this could lead to another movie. So while the story is complete, I also had my little twist at the ending that could then lead to the second movie. So, uh, and that happens a lot these days. It's, it's hard to go to one of these major studio films and not have them set up the next movie in the current movie. It's kind of annoying to some people, but it also gets people excited for the continuing adventures of, you know, whether it's the Marvel movies or the, the DC Universe or Indiana Jones or whatever it is. That's an interesting point, though. I mean, I know for a lot of TV, they have, you know, their show Bible and an overarching idea of where the story should go. Um, a friend of mine from the UK, he's done a lot of UK TV and American TV, and he said the interesting difference between how they write in the UK and how they write here is even the TV shows are like little mini movies. Like if you watch Sherlock, for example, they know exactly where that story is going. That's why they can tell it in six episodes or eight episodes or something like that, because it's basically a little mini film. And so all the TV shows over there, when they film, they have the entire thing done. Whereas here in the US, we might only have two or three episodes out. We don't really know where the season's going to go. Well, in the writer's room, oftentimes they start production after they've written the first three, four, or five episodes. And at some point, the production catch up, catches up to the writers, and they're literally writing episodes the week before they film it. So by the time you get to the end of the season, they're, you know, they're just figuring out what's going to happen at the end of the season. Now, the showrunners probably have that all are story arced out but they haven't finished writing it yet which you so. can see though um especially maybe not so much in modern television but i know there have been tv shows i've watched in the past where you can tell they don't know what's going on they're just floundering about and you're like holy moly and i feel like audiences today are less forgiving of that as a random example if you've ever watched saved by the bell do you remember saved by the bell ac slater oh my gosh that that show went on forever but if you think about it it was so disjointed you know, I don't think a modern audience would like that because it's just all over the map, mm -hmm. you know? Well, some TV shows were, were not filmed in sequence. They would actually film episodes out of order because each episode was supposed to be self-contained. But then there would be little things that were out of order that they didn't take into account. So that would always kind of mess things up. But um, I was going to say about the TV shows, though, if you uh, look at the way with streaming networks we talked about, are doing these and, and cable like HBO Game of Thrones they're only doing seven episodes this season on Game of Thrones um, most cable uh, you know uh, Walking Dead they're eight to ten episodes a season uh, network shows are the only ones still doing 20 22 20 they used to do 26 episodes a season but now it's it's a little shorter but still they still have filler episodes you go through a season and there are there are episodes that you know are just standalone episodes that somebody wrote that they said we need an episode here because we got to fill all these weeks. Whereas new new media, streaming networks, you know, they're they're being like you said, like the British. They're they're knowing exactly what they're doing. They're only filming exactly what they need. There's no extraneous uh, stories. It's all pretty much uh, 
you know, they figured it out from point A to point B, and, and, and that's what they're filming. And which is apparently a very good model. I mean, if the legions of fans of Walking Dead and Game of Thrones are any indication, they don't care that it's only eight episodes. They will watch it. You know, you can yeah. give them five episodes, you can give them 20. They are very happy. You know, as long as it's a good story. Mm-hmm. Well, they might get a little annoyed. They have to wait a year between seasons, but at the same time, they're getting it's quality over quantity. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's also because uh, those those writers of those shows are now out of the source material. <laughs> They've gone way beyond the original comics yeah. and original books. That was a major point of the uh, recent uh, contract negotiations for the Writers Guild, um, because uh, of the short seasons on cable networks. Uh, the writers were having a little trouble because you'd work for 10 episodes of like The Walking Dead. You couldn't go work on another show because of your contract, but you weren't getting paid like someone working on a broadcast show that's 20 plus episodes. So I think they worked that out in the new contract so that um, those people can be free to go work on other episodes in between seasons of the one they're on. Um, or they're getting paid more. I, I actually have to look at the contract. That I'm would sure. actually be a really interesting... Writers' contracts. Yeah, that'll be something definitely to talk, talk about. Probably talk about the writers, the writer, the writers' guild yeah, uh, negotiations. Yeah, because there's been a lot of changes. But getting back to plot development, what do you guys think? How do you guys move your plots along, or do you just get stuck and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Let us know at WG Therapy on Twitter. You can also check us out online, writersgrouptherapy.com. Show notes will also be up there. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you next week.